oh man, we have returned from the Shadow Realm on a very perilous adventure to save some children, meet some goats, and explore, spoilers, eternity. But we're back, and we're going to talk to you about our adventure that was watching opening weekend Thor Love and Thunder, the fourth installment in the Thor quadrilogy, the first one of its kind in the MCU. This is Earth A94, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and I am one of your co-hosts. My name's Devin. But with me, I've got two incredible people that make up The Warrior 3, that we're going to talk about this awesome movie. So the first person over here, you know him, you love him. We just went to a convention and he had a grand old time. You hear him giggling. Tell the old people who you are, Louie. Did you just did you just rhyme Warriors 3 with movie? You are... You're fired. You are fired. <laughs> Obviously, this is a spoiler-filled review, but you said War- uh, Warriors 3, and that just made me laugh thinking of Korg being like, Oh, and that guy, and uh, that guy, and whoever that guy is. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should do this right at the top of the episode. So, of course, we're going to be talking all things Thor, Love, and Thunder, which means this is a spoiler review. So just in case you made it this far and you're like, yo, wait a minute, you didn't do the... Spoilers here. Is that a spoiler? It's I think I should just give us a spoiler. You kind of did. Cut spoiler that, alert. Cut that spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, well, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> Sorry, Marvel. Whoops. <laughs> That's out. Everyone dies moving forward. Oh, this movie? is this isn't that Star Wars movie where everyone dies. Oh, uh, Rogue, One. <laughs> Rogue One. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers for Rogue One. Um. No, it's just when Korg was telling his story and they were showing everybody that's died from Thor's like friend group or whatever. Because his brother, and then his brother again, and then his brother again, and then they showed <laughs> the Warrior Three, and they're like, and that guy. And then that guy. And who is that guy? When they all got killed by Hela. Rip. So yeah, that was pretty funny to me. Awesome. But if we're the Warriors 3, I got dibs on uh, the guy with the beard. Don't they all have beards? The the guy with the big beard. The big beard. Yeah, Vol- it looks like Volstag. Hog Hogwarts, whatever his name is. He's actually painted on one of the ships those cruise ships that we see in Asgard. A little uh, dedication to them. You're such a smart cookie. Thanks, man. I watched a YouTube video. But uh, <laughs> the guy who's going to tell us all about how right he was with his predictions, for some of them, you know him, you love him. Reoccurring guest, practically a third co-host to our show whenever we have the really cool, fun, awesome things to talk about, Mr. Marvel from the Mr. Marvel Minutes podcast himself. <clears throat> How's it going, Brian? Let's bring the rainbow. Not taste the it's rainbow. It's going awesome. Not taste the rainbow. Let's bring the rainbow. That was one of uh, Jane's best catchphrases, but nobody liked it. Taste my hammer. <laughs> Thorben time. Still my favorite. That's my vote. <laughs> so we were, um, we were actually messaging pretty much up until the movie was starting to, to play. Um, Within respect of people around us, of course, we're not those kind of people. But we were pretty much all messaging each other before the movie started on uh, Thursday night. Because um, Brian, what time of night did you actually uh, see Thor? So we saw it six thirty, man. Yeah, so seven thirty. So it was six thirty y'all's time. 
Right. We were sitting yep. at six, so we're about a half mm-hmm. hour ahead. Even though we were an hour behind you, we were a half hour yep. ahead of So scenic. we were catching um, previews while you were watching the movie. Yeah. Oh, man. If, I, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, I felt more pumped going into this movie. It felt more like a, like an event than it did um, going in to see uh, Multiverse of Madness. I don't know if it's just different tonally. Like I know that was going to be a more serious-ish kind of movie where this I felt like was going to be, of course, more fun, antics, comedy, action, but still have some motion. Um, so I definitely felt like that kind of like hype, jittery feel as we were uh, like sitting in the theater like, oh my God, finally here. Thor. Thor Love and Thunder. We're finally going to see it. After being announced at Comic-Con three years ago. How did you guys feel? Am I alone in this feeling? I mean, absolutely not. I, as you know, I was absolutely jazzed. I just kept yelling, I am so jazzed for this. <laughs> and, uh, Devin, you you know how terrible it is going to the movies with me. After every oh, preview, I was like, that looks good because it gets really quiet at the end of each each one. Nope, not wanting to see that one. The uh, the one with Michael Sarah and Samuel L. Jackson. The Pause of Pause Fury. Of, Pause of Fury. I want to see Pause of Fury. Do you really? It looks good, man. It looks so bad. It looks so incredibly it. bad. It does look. That funny. looks like something Henry would absolutely. I love. think it's I'm funny. So, I'm sorry I interrupted you, Brian. What were you saying? Oh, I just said it, it does look really funny. I mainly want to see it because it's got Michael Sarah and. Uh, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> it's like Afro Samurai, but now he's Afro Feline Samurai. He says something. Mother Monday to Friday, mother something. Yeah, he totally does an F bomb. Yeah. It's it's so fu- it's just so funny because we all know what it is. Hell, kids that like probably know what he's trying to say at this point. <clears throat> so um but I was like Super jazz. The only person I could think that was more jazzed for this movie was Mr. Marvel over there. You know, I didn't buy the hat or the shirt or anything, but he had it all. So I think, and also I wasn't the first person into my theater. Honestly, we've, so Ryan sends us like a photo of uh, him and the lady and you guys are in the theater all by herself. And I was like, did this dude actually manage to rent out a private theater for an opening night of a movie? That, like, no way. Um, but yeah, you guys just got there a little bit early, right? Just a little bit early. But what it was, the downside to that is actually once we got sat down, the next four people in the theater were literally the four people sitting on either side of us. I was like, what the fuck? That's really? exactly what happens every <laughs> fucking time. Like, a couple of years ago before the pandemic, I had more free time where I was going to see like three movies a week. Yeah, I was doing like in the middle of the weekdays and everything. And legit, I would buy a ticket. I'd show up like 25 minutes early because I just had time to kill. The one other person in the theater, I bought my ticket when I was the only one in there. They bought the ticket directly next to me or like within a couple seats of me in the same row. And then it's just two awkward guys sitting there in silence watching a movie. I hate it hate it and i don't know understand how that happens it's terrible do not recommend <laughs> yeah i feel you happened to me during ant-man and the wasp and i was like next to like a guy and his daughter and i was like on the daughter's side and it was like a like a little girl and just felt like it was kind of creepy 
that just some random guy sat down to you like next to them so i just like put my stuff down and then i just walked around the theater for like 15 minutes that's that's the difference is like if i was in a theater all by myself and then some other dude all by himself came and sat next to me you know i'm gonna talk to him throughout the whole movie (laughs) are you so excited for this movie it's going down you know or if something happens, I'd smack him in the chest. Did you see that? He'd be like, can you please stop? I'd be like, there's a whole theater, man. I'm a, who else am I going to talk to? <laughs> right. It's okay to make friends. Oh, but yeah. But uh, overall, for you guys, Brian, uh, did you have a good time with your theater? Oh, I had a great time. It was awesome. I wish there were uh, more people dressing up in some character appearances. But, uh, you know, I pulled off uh, my Mighty Thor and. We we looked good. Nice. Now, what kind of uh, what kind of viewing experience? Like, do you go to like a special kind of screening, like an IMAX or a Dolby or anything, or do usually we just do um the standard Dolby, maybe then the IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, this time we did the Dolby, but the the Cinebistro style. So we got to order food, and that was mm-hmm. a little different experience. Nice man. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. They they brought it right to us, and that was really yeah. convenient. It's like this is sweet. But then, of course, the people in front of me were getting food during the uh, like a couple of the last yeah. uh, trailers. And I was like, oh, my God, you better move. The movie is about to start. Come on. Yep. That's something that kind of sucks about that. Like I used to work in an AMC when it was super busy doing that. And you have like 15, 20 servers going into big IMAX screenings per, per screening. And it's so distracting. Um, so I try and avoid some of those theaters now, to be honest. But Cinema Grill, or no, uh, what's it called? Uh, Elmo Draft House. I saw the Batman there, and they actually do it well. They make sure they stop at a certain time, and then if you want something, you press a button, put it on a piece of paper at the edge of your uh, like little um, serving table. They just come by, take it, and leave. They don't stop and like talk to you. They just take it, look, and come back that's later. Nice. It's that's the way to do it. And then they, but the only thing that kind of sucks is they uh, send someone around the theater, and they go literally zigzag row by row by row saying like last call last call last call so that's how i knew the movie was going to be ending soon um and like i just heard this guy for like two and a half minutes to say last call by the time he gets by us I'm like yeah yeah fucking no <laughs> um but anyways still a good time a little off topic there but I, i'm always curious i'm a i'm a cinephile when it comes to like the theaters and i always like to know like how people view and what your preference is and all that good stuff Louie and I were at a convention this week, uh, Fan Expo in Chicago, and we were talking to this one guy for a couple minutes at this, like, it was kind of cool. It was like a, a booth exhibitor that had all type of, like, pop culture leather jackets and stuff. So they had a whole rack of, like, Peter Quill stuff. The and, Mohawk guy. Yeah, the Mohawk guy. Shout out if you're listening to us, man. It was nice talking to you. But he was telling us, uh, I think he said he saw Thor Love and Thunder in uh, 40X. He hadn't it, seen it yet, but he's going to see it in 40. Going to see it, yeah. 40X is an experience, man. Saw Rise of Skywalker in that, and it made that movie a lot better because it just feels like you're on a like a theme park ride for like two hours. Mm-hmm. All right, so going right into this movie now, there's a lot of criticism going on about which I don't really want to dive too much into full detail just yet, um, but just kind of generally. Get the feel for the room with you guys. You're both much bigger Thor fans than I. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that. Now, 
how do you guys feel about this movie? Did you actually really love it, enjoy it, or like, how do you feel about it so far after your first viewing? I'll let you go first, Mr. Marvel. I mean, it's kind of a toss up. I mean, it was an amazing movie. I definitely um, had dropped Ragnarok from my top five and replaced it with Thor Love and Thunder, obviously just with the the trailers. Um, but I, I feel like it's, it's not a Ragnarok. It can't replace Ragnarok. Um, it is pretty damn close, and I'll keep it in my top five, but Ragnarok is still my favorite Thor movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what, Howard the Duck is gone now? No, no, maybe five and a half. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Blade out of the running. I don't think it, Brian, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that's a five and a half anymore. I think it's a top six, man. <laughs> that's funny. How about you, Lou? I absolutely loved it. Loved every second of it. Yeah. I was, I was enamored. And since I've left, uh, I have a few friends or just people on Facebook that have been, uh, you know, giving it the safest rating possible. Seven, 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 seven means it wasn't amazing and it wasn't terrible. That's all seven means. That's three stars out of five, you know, seven. So I know that math doesn't add up, but so it makes sense, but I'm just like, really, you know, and, uh, I have, I have a really good friend of mine from growing up high school and him and I are very good friends and we argue about literally everything at this point, whenever we're talking to each other, it's just arguing Greg GC Malashevsky, Greg, I, you drive me nuts. He, he texted me. I was at the, the, uh, the pet store Saturday morning and I got a text that said, uh, Thor one was better. And that's all it said. I was like, you gotta be out of your, I told him to shit, shit your mouth. I tried to say, <laughs> shut your mouth. And it came out wrong. But I was like, Thor one was better than what? No, it was not. No, it clearly was not better than this movie, but he was, he was sticking to his guns. He, he didn't like the the forced comedy. There's too much comedy. There wasn't enough Gore the God Butcher fights. There wasn't enough this. There wasn't enough that. And, you know, I told him he's entitled to his opinion. But for me, 10 stars. I thought it was awesome. I really, I like, stars. I cannot wait until it's on, on Disney Plus because I'm going to watch it just like I watch Ragnarok. If I'm folding laundry, if I'm, you know, just having a bad day, if I'm, if I need something while I'm cleaning the house, that's what's going to ter- get turned on because it was just really fun. The music was, you know, it was Guns N' Roses, which is played out, but for some reason it was so good here. It was great. You know, it, it was, it was almost like, like I always say, Ragnarok is almost like a family guy to me. It was almost like that with this movie as well. I personally, I love Thor Ragnarok. I think Thor Ragnarok might be, or probably is better than this movie, but that's still, you know, I think, I think chocolate cake is better than chocolate donuts. But if you put a a dozen of chocolate donuts in front of me, I'm going to eat all of them. That's just how that's going to go. So that was my rambling session. 
I love it. It's great. <laughs> you know, that's a good thing that I always just love about your optimism, Louie, is that whenever we see a movie, even if I personally <laughs> like shit on it, um, excluding Morbius, because we know it, this isn't Morbin time. Five stars for Morbius. Didn't say out of how many, though. Um, you always find the good in all the movies. So I'm going to be a little bit more real that this movie, I am one of those people who gave it a seven, which honestly, I feel like I give it maybe a six or a seven. It really can go both ways. But I'm not trying to say that it's a bad movie by any means. I mean, it's still a fantastic film. I mean, I originally was not a fan of Ragnarok as soon as I walked out of the theater on first viewing because I did not expect it to be a funny movie. I thought that was like, whoa, this is so much of a departure. And I kind of actually liked the tone of Dark World. Um, Now, that being said, Ragnarok really grew on me over the years and everything. So I was looking forward to this movie with Taika and Taika has just blown up since Ragnarok and what we do in the shadows. And he's associated with every big name project now. However, this movie is like a straight up comedy. And then it's action and emotion and serious drama when it needs to be. But it is a full on like first ever, I'd say, just comedy in the MCU. So I respect Taika taking like the leap to actually do that and just kind of embrace it. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, like I'm more like the rewatchability is really what does it for me in the movies. Because sometimes I'll be like, man, there's like 30 something movies to choose from now. But which one do I really Feel like rewatching or put on right this would definitely be one of my like top 10 picks to just throw on in the background if i'm doing something or if i'm like you know what i'll just watch something today and then this will definitely be one of my choices because it's fun it's funny and it still has some really cool moments and i just the only thing i'm a little bit still kind of lost on is the fact of what does really contribute to the overall narrative with phase four and beyond um, other than just giving us an idea of where Thor is going to be at, I guess that's really what I get out of it. Um, but yeah, that's how I'm feeling about it. I want to see it again soon. So I do want to say you were talking about my, uh, my optimism with movies and this is going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm going to say it. And I feel like moviegoers are one of two people. You're either a critic or you're a fan. And I sit down and I just want to love everything. So I go in there and I'm just like, this is going to be great. And then I watch it I'm like, this is great. And other people are like, I really want to know what's going to happen here. And then they watch it and they go, well, this is dumb. This is great. This is dumb. This is great. And then they get the, the whole experience and they're like, well, I like this and I didn't like this. I didn't like this more than I like this. Like when we watched Let There Be Carnage, I gave that a nine. Is that a nine? Absolutely not. But when I watched it, I was like, this is so good. This is the best thing ever it, at the time. You know, I felt that way, but so at the time I was a fan. And then later on, you know, through the time you become a critic, but I feel like some people go to the movies and they come out and they're like, it, it sucked. This was terrible. That was terrible. I'm like, why did you even go to the movies? I don't under- Why do you, why did you even watch this? But that's just uh just little old me. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Honestly, like at the end of the day, what's more important is, did you like it? Are you having a good time? Does it transport you away for like a couple hours and forget all your worries and stresses? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, it's entertainment. Um, this isn't law. This isn't our livelihood. 
um, even though we like to sometimes pretend it is to have a podcast. Um, but it honestly, no one could take away how you feel about a movie. And if they try to, then they're probably just a sequel hating Star Wars fan. That's my, I'm joking. As, as a lukewarm sequel, no pun intended, sequel, not even fan ish person, Star Wars, whatever. Mr. Um, Marvel hates the, the sequels for what it's worth. I hate them. I hate Jar Jar. What? No, no, all right. I know that sounds bad. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, it was Jar Jar. <laughs> we'll have a Star Wars episode one day. <laughs> and it'll just be the day we end our friendship because Brian and I are going to get in such a heated argument over how uh, I like Jar Jar. No, it'll be great because I don't know any of the characters' names. We were at this convention. And I was like, dude, look, it's uh, Boba Fett. And he goes, that's the Mandalorian. And then I saw someone else. I said, is that the Mandalorian? No. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> it's like they all look the same. They got the same helmet. I'm like, you're not wrong. But at the same time, you kind of are. <laughs> I was like, hey, look, it's a stormtrooper. He's like, it's a clone trooper. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh, man. Good times. Good times. That was a fun time, Louie. Thanks for going. So, uh, kinging into gear. So, one thing about this, of course, people were hyping up Gore the God Butcher. Christian Bale taking on this pretty cool villain. Um, how do you guys feel about this portrayal? How do you feel about Gore? Do you I think mean, he cements himself as one of the most iconic MCU villains at this point? I wouldn't say the most iconic. Um, it was his first introduction, and it was awesome. Christian Bale did an amazing job. I mean, this guy is a method actor through and through and can really portray complete craziness. Uh, I feel like this character was made for him in a sense, but um, it definitely wasn't the best MCU villain. Yeah, I agree. Not the best. One of the best, maybe. But that's part of my thing is just I wanted more out of Gore. Even the like an extra five minutes to show him actually butchering gods. That's what I wanted to see. Because I felt like he was barely on screen. I loved him. I thought he was <laughs> awesome. I was like, when he was on screen, undivided attention. Obviously, you're yeah. in a movie. It's got your undivided attention anyway. But like, I was like, this he is so captivating. Um Listeners of the show know that my favorite MCU villain so far has been uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin from Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought he was I thought he knocked it out of the park for as great as that movie was. He was the shining star for me. I thought he was incredible. And Christian Bale, I don't have too far behind him. Um, Obviously, I love Thanos. Uh, Abadiah Stane will always hold a special place in my heart as the only thing from the first Iron Man movie that I enjoy. But, um, yeah, I thought he was so cool. And, like, the more he used the sword, the more, like, Uncle Fester he became. I thought he was <laughs> awesome. Um, as a, as, how do I say this? As a father, I understand mm-hmm. you lose your daughter and you have a way to get revenge. You're going to take it. But it seemed wild to me that he like, because I guess I'm just, I know the comic book origin. So 
in the comic book, like he loses his mom and his and his uh, pregnant wife and his son and this and that, and he loses everything. And this, it's his daughter that he loses, and then he just goes on a god killing rampage. Which, obviously, if if someone took my daughter, I'd go on a rampage myself. But like he he went from nothing to just murking all these gold blood leaking gods. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I would love a, a Gore the God Butcher movie or a short story or something, but I don't see that being a uh, viable option. But, um, yeah, I thought he was so cool, man. I'd, I'd probably put him in my top five villains, but that's just me. He's definitely one of the more intriguing ones, too, and that's why I'm just like, I wanted more of him on screen. Um, But the thing is, you're right, Lou, every time gore is on screen you're drawn to him he's very interesting he's creepy as heck but he's not like a mustache twirling villain he's not just being weird and silly like my comparison is imagine if they cast the wrong person like they put Jared Leto in the spot god help us all it'd have been terrible he probably would have been better than Willem Dafoe let's just be honest here Jared Leto's version of like trying to do method acting for this like you know how the scars and makeup that they put on for gore Jared Leto probably been like to get into train into the mindset of uh, Gore. He went on a personal journey outside into the Arizona desert for like two weeks with no help and no water and limited resources, so he could really know what it was like to be suffering in the dry heat with no end in hope in sight, and would probably do like some Da Vinci Code dude scarring himself for his sins to make him look like he's the character. It would probably suck. It's Gorbin time. It's Gorbin time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the, that'd be the take. Well, uh, bef- before we move on to Thor and all of our friends, I do want to ask Mr. Marvel a question that I asked you the other day, Devin. I couldn't help but think about while he was carrying his daughter through the desert and praying for water, praying for food, praying for shelter, all that stuff. Do you think, and maybe you thought of this too, but do you think that Gore and his unnamed daughter and their peoples would have been better off had Thanos's plan succeeded and he could have snapped away half of life and they would have had more resources? Oh, of course. So do you think like, yeah, like it's yeah. hard to think about like, yeah, well, well, if Thanos, you know, if Thanos succeeded, yeah, you wipe out half of existence, but the other half thrives. Yeah. Which is Thanos, hard to imagine. I mean, Thanos was right. If you really look at it like that and it's, it's true. Well, I mean, but the way this timeline works out, I mean, at one point they were snapped away half of those people and then they came back. So I guess the real question would be is, did they pretty much lose out because those people came back? Or, I don't know. That might be too much without further detail and context. It's hard to tell. But, yeah, when Louis asked me that, weren't we, like, walking to McDonald's for lunch and you asked me that? And I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> just, just a thought that I had because, you know, he dies. Not he. Uh, the, the daughter dies in the middle of the desert praying for food and water. And I'm just like. Had Thanos, you know, 
been been successful and stayed successful, maybe he would have not had to deal with this, and then this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Mm. True. True, true, true. Now, on the topic of Thanos, though, did you guys catch, I mean, there's plenty of little jokes and Easter eggs and nods all over this movie, um, but the Infinity Cones, or was it, it was Infinity Cones, right? Did you guys see that ice cream shop with the gauntlet in New Asgard when they first arrive? Yes, that I was see it, awesome. I saw it in a YouTube video. Yeah, I thought it was funny and awesome too, but you know what? Like, I gotta be real. Having an attraction like that was literally like Thanos' gauntlet with the stones. I feel like that's kind of insensitive. <laughs> for like, imagine going snapped away out of existence for five years, causing all this like universal turmoil, suffering, panic, disaster, and everything. Make a, oh yeah, let's make a funny play on words of a ice cream shop at a place where a lot of these Asgardians were slaughtered by that gauntlet <laughs> by the person who wielded it. No, let's make it an ice cream shop. Like, if you put the nano gauntlet, okay. Okay. That's a little bit better, but that's... I felt that was kind of... Uh, <laughs> like uh, That would not happen today. Well, it probably would, let's be honest, but you'd, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Kind of like how I'm bringing it up. So I thought that was just kind of a little morally obtuse. Uh, anyways, so Thor in this movie, Chris Nosworth, he's really just going all out with the the jokes, the comedy, everything. But I liked it a lot because he's a funny ass dude. We saw that in Ragnarok and other movies, but like for this, I just I didn't really mind his humor and everything. But people who did kind of seem to mind his humor were the Guardians in the beginning. So. <laughs> Did you guys get what maybe you were hoping to get out of the Guardians making their brief cameo in this movie? Or are there basically just five minutes of screen time? Because I was hoping they'd give us like some sort of direction of where they might be going to like hunt down Gamora or what their plan is. But I didn't really get that sense for at least what's going to be going on with them in Guardians 3. I think they did what they had to do with the way Endgame ended. Because you knew Thor was going to be with them. So you figured that Guardians 3 would come out before Thor 4, but then it didn't. So you had to get rid of them somehow. They couldn't be in the whole movie, I didn't think. So they had a distress signal or something, from what I can remember. And then they also had this distress signal from Sif. So that's why Thor and uh, Korg and Beta Ray Bill left, and they went off to save Sif instead. Yeah, I guess uh, we got the director's that, cut that with third Beta third guy. Yeah, the third guy standing in the. Uh, <laughs> that's too bad. That shot, you remember? You know what I'm talking about. That's why I said it. Honestly, they played us, or we put no, we played ourselves. They we played definitely ourselves. played ourselves. Yeah, because we're just so used to them cutting <laughs> shit out of the trailers. Which, in our defense, they did. They did cut out uh, Mantis and Quill walking up that hill. Um, but we did not get Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> hey! Another ride! I kind of liked what they did with the uh, Guardians. The biggest problem would just be that they looked very not strong. They looked pretty weak for being the Guardians of the Galaxy. Quill definitely did. He looked like... Well, not just not just in... in physical looks but like they were out there fighting 
and then they were just getting absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. The God of Thunder came down and just they started playing uh Paradise City, maybe. One of those Guns N' Roses songs. He just Jean Claude Van Damme the shit out of those bird rat people. It was awesome. It was so great. Mr. Marvel hated it so much, and you hated I loved that? it. That was so, so much. bad. Well, I mean, you start off with the the Harry Potterish uh, riding Stormbreaker <laughs> to the battle. But, <laughs> you know that checks out though. That checks <laughs> out because in Ragnarok, when Thor is explaining to Korg that he can like swing his hammer really far and like ride it, you off. yeah, he's like, "Oh, you oh. ride it like like a witch." <laughs> He actually wrote it like a witch, and I, I thought, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I mean, I, that I'm was so that part funny. was funny. It was hilarious, but the the, the Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> split, you know, doing <laughs> it just it, it kept silly, me laughing. Yeah. It was it was great. There wasn't anything wrong with it. It just it wasn't Thor that we know. It was just a really goofy scene, and I, I'm pretty sure that the Guardians and Thor actually never filmed together. So I think that's what made it look a little off. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I didn't know that. But damn, huh. I mean, wow. I definitely didn't know that. I didn't even think about that. I do remember at least for maybe not the rest of the Guardians, but I do know for uh, Chris Pratt, there were some photos of him on set that I saw of him like literally right next to um, Hemsworth. So at least those two mm-hmm. were close, which are more important. Um, but yeah, when I think back about the other people, like on the, like on the lift to go into the Milano, Milano and the ship and everything. Um, Benatar at that point. Oh, it's no? Benatar. Yeah. I also, yeah. Thank you. I got you fam. I, I'm not going to lie, man. If they make a Funko pop of those chicken motherfuckers, I'm going to buy one. Cause <laughs> those things are funny as hell. They were so clucking stupid, but I thought they were great just because it's like, of course, Taika made this. Of course. Um, but I thought there was like some sort of actual like comic relevance to those guys. So they actually aren't just like fully made up for this. There's something to do I, that I saw. But I mean, it's neither here or there. I, I thought the leader of the tribe that they were trying to protect. Mm-hmm. I definitely thought that was Christopher Walken. It's got to be Christopher Walken. And I looked it up and I don't think it is. It is. uh who is that guy? I saw him on IMDb. He's in something else. It was funny. Just when he breaks the whole kingdom, like this is our sacred place. It took from us and he breaks it. And he's like, um, so about that, that I did, he's like, Nope, don't want to talk about it. Don't bring it up. I nope, do not do it. <laughs> it's just, I thought that was, that exchange was kind of funny. Um, it was dragged out, but I thought it was funny. That's kind of the way to summarize this movie personally is it was very dragged out, but it was funny. I'm okay with the humor. Going into the other side of things, the more serious side. So, of course, is Natalie Portman is finally coming back as Jane Foster or Jane Fonda or whatever else Korg calls Jody her. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Korg, um, Korg was the MVP in this movie yeah, at certain really. points, right? His he was storytelling. Funny. He was funny. Kids, get your popcorn. Second only Luis. <laughs> Kids, get your popcorn. Yeah. If, if Luis from Ant-Man wasn't in the MCU, Korg would by far be the best storyteller. Oh, now I would love to see Luis and Korg like talk to each other. That would be funny. Yeah. Ooh, that's the that's the matchup I want to see. Um, Jodie Foster. <laughs> but uh, with uh, Gene Foster going through, we finally got to see the full reveal that they were actually 
committing to the whole cancer timeline or excuse me, uh, storyline and explaining that's how she, you know, goes in at desperation. Milner makes her worthy and the mighty Thor and everything. I'm really actually excited that they did it, but I found out that they actually cut out some scenes, which I thought it'd be kind of cool if they show her actually, uh, turning into mighty Thor for the first time. But at the same time, I guess it does give a better payoff showing her actual reveal when that whole, uh, battle taking place at Asgard at night. Uh, it's pretty, it, it does make for a better time. But if you watch spoilers, like we did, you already knew it was coming. Louis, did you know it was coming? That uh, they were going to show Jane in that battle right there at night? Did it surprise you seeing her for the first time in the armor? No. <laughs> no, it did not surprise me. Um, I knew she was going to be in the movie. It was pretty obvious that's where she was going to be in the movie. I didn't think that they were going to be like, oh, if only we had another Thor. And then they walked to the back. And she's like, actually, the big. No, I, it was clear that that's where they were headed. Um, Gore's creepy, crawly night people stealing the kids. I didn't expect them to steal a bunch of kids, man. They were that was wild. Speaking. Yeah, that was dark. That was unexpected. Yeah, you talk about how oh, this is a funny little goofy movie. This guy just stole all of the kids. Creepy Uncle Fester stole <laughs> all of the kids and kept them in a cage. With a box in of a place without In a place without color. <laughs> it was insanity. Yeah, he didn't give them any crayons. Plenty of, plenty of white space for them to color. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Oh my God, that could have been perfect. This, I don't know. I, I apologize. But do you guys remember the episode of Powerpuff Girls where they're at one villain turns the entire city black and white? And so they had to go through and they color in the entire city with crayons to get like make it colorful. That would have been like good like spoilers without context. Throw that up. Um, that is a strange thing. I never thought I'd ever be able to pull out on an MCU podcast. So I just remember Professor Utonium eating a pea. <laughs> <laughs> oh did, god did, i can hear it in my head spoiler alert he did not like it <laughs> um oh, but during that battle that was when uh thor was getting messed up by by the god butcher and uh all of a sudden another mighty thor if you will and he's like who is that as if it wasn't clearly <laughs> you know jody foster and he's who is that she finally he put his helmet on and then he let it grow a little bit longer. That was funny. <laughs> Come on. That was hilarious. It was funny. Um, it was an ugly mask. I don't know. I've never seen that helmet mask thing and it was, it was hideous, but he put it on. Yeah, he was able to do a couple different costume changes just with thunder. So that was kind of cool or lightning really. Um, thought that was kind of cool before I forget. I mean, when you say gore stealing the kids, I knew there's no way he's going to actually harm the children because the whole reason why he set out on this path or part of his motivation was due to the death of a child. I don't think he would go that far to just innocent people. Well, kind of an eye for an eye thing. If my daughter died because my gods wouldn't protect her, then your, your kids are going to die because your God won't protect them. But he did bring them all the way to the gates of eternity without harm. He literally just had them follow him. So kind of begs the question, what would happen if, he opened up the door without any fighting, no one getting in his way. Would he take the kids with him? What would he do? 
probably just leave them behind. Well, you needed Stormbreaker to open the door, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, that fight scene was was awesome, and then Gore retreated, took all the kids, and left. <clears throat> and so, that's where uh, my biggest gripe with the movie comes in, and that is the weird, jealous relationship that <laughs> that Stormbreaker has with Mjolnir. The love triangle. Uh, yeah, I thought that was odd. Like he. I keep saying he. I'm going to call Stormbreaker a he. It's just going to happen. I think he called uh, Stormbreaker a he. Yeah, but I mean, Stormbreaker is an axe. But Stormbreaker was... Thor tried to uh, bifrost himself over and just shot him right outside the building and wasn't doing anything the right way and all this stuff because he was super jealous, which was silly. Like, obviously the whole movie's silly, but that was like... This is this is an inanimate object though. <laughs> like it's a little weird, but that's my only gripe. And if that's my only gripe, then by golly, I love this movie. Well, I'd say right there with Stormbreaker, when Thor was in his meditating state and he was going into battle and he pulls Stormbreaker out of the ground. Did you notice that it started to branch off and it was, you know, I don't know, growing? Yeah, it had roots yep. and all that good stuff, and he had to like shake the dirt off of it. So we are close to Alpha Groot. I have to Google what Alpha Groot is. Since uh, as you mentioned it, I do want to ask you to reveal what those posters were that you saw. So, I mean, it's not really a spoiler anymore. Um, one was a throw-off. It was Thor and Loki um, in a silhouette Back to back. Honestly, I, I've only done a little bit of research, but I cannot find that poster. It was. I don't want to see. I'll I'll send y'all the picture of what I have, and it's definitely. Um, I mean, it's a complete throw off. Another one was uh, Heimdall. Mm, Kind of like gotcha behind me. How you've got Thor up there. I don't know if you can see that. But like the the standard yeah. movie poster, but it was Heimdall standing up there. Oh, like the character posters yep. one mm-hmm. by one. Okay, I saw a couple of those, um, but I didn't see Heimdall. That's that's interesting. They actually made a poster like that. But man, the Loki one. Whew, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have been pissed. Yeah, that that. Oh man. Oh, I was so mad. That must have been such a sigh of relief. Or was it even like anxiety? No, like it was. Lo- when's Loki gonna show up? I, I'm I just waiting. Here. Like, oh man, I can't tell anybody about this. We're gonna see Loki, and nothing. You saw him die a few times. That is true. Technically, Loki was yeah. in the movie. Technically. <clears throat> but to your point, Brian, about Alpha Group. So when I was looking around, so. Alpha Groot seems like he was a, there's like a dark version of him where he came to do experiments on people on Earth in the comics, but there's also a version of him holding Mjolnir. So is it a Mjolnir wearing, Mjolnir? Wielding. Wielding Groot. Groot, yep. Wow. It is. So, I mean, that's why we're, we're so close. That's all we need. He just needed to leave that uh, hammer planted for, you know, I don't know, another year. <laughs> I think uh, we'll have to save time here at the end for to do or predictions moving forward with this movie. 
what does it mean for the MCU? So one of the things about Asgard I just want to talk about that's kind of funny, which some people are doing a lot of criticism on too, that they brought back like Matt Damon and comes uh, with brother and everything to do like another like play reenactment. Did you guys enjoy it did, or did you not like it? What do you think? What do you think I'm going to say, Devin? You loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy coming out as Hella was hilarious. It was the best doing all of her lines and then they like throw his hammer <laughs> that one scene from they did just the scene from Ragnarok mm. and she catches it and explodes it it was the best my only problem would be that they just ended it right there they didn't go to Sakaar nothing they just that's where the play ended and then they all bowed and I was like that is not how that movie ended <laughs> I mean I, but, I thought it was funny yeah, I mean, it was funny. It probably, again, it, it could have gone in more depth or just not have it, but it, it it was needed. Just carried over from, you know, Ragnarok. Yeah, the, I uh, that was one of the first spoilers I saw was that uh, behind the scenes, like onset photo of everyone. So that's when I saw, oh, Melissa McCarthy's in this and she's dressed as Hella. So it was funny to actually finally see her, <laughs> just her acting uh, in it. I thought it was, it was pretty funny. I'm so glad I didn't see that because when she came out, that was that that, that trademarked Melissa McCarthy voice. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, how are they doing this right now?" It was silly. It was good. Um, I looked up the Odin actor. It's Sam Neill. Yeah, of Jurassic Park fame. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that he was uh, Odin in the last in the one MCU. Too. Yeah. yeah. So another person that I did not expect to be now MCU canon. We were talking a little about this uh, before we started recording, but Daryl, Thor's roommate from that uh, Team Thor little short film or whatever that uh, Taika did for Ragnarok to promote that movie. He was one of the tour guides on New Asgard, and I thought that was just freaking hilarious because I didn't catch that at first until I read up on uh, reviews and stuff later. I was like, oh, shit, that's him. So now my biggest question was the whole Thor having a roommate with Daryl. Is that actually canon? Is that where he went after him and Jane split? I don't know. I didn't watch it, but I assume that it's canon, considering he's back and all that good stuff. But you, you should watch it, and you'll see why. Just because it's 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 as if you're watching like office style kind of shooting, but like filming and stuff. It's funny. To stray away from the office, we'll get into some of the stuff that Mister Marvel here did not enjoy in this movie. So. Moving the story along, Gore left. Everybody's freaking out. And one thing that drives me crazy about Thor is he's always like, we need to assemble a team. You are the god of thunder. You are the easily the strongest person in any given area. And he's just like, we need a team. So he starts making his team, and he's got Korg, and he's got Mighty Thor, and he's got Valkyrie. And then they say they have to go to Omnipotent. Correct me if I'm wrong in that that pronunciation omnipotent city a city full of gods so they can stop the god butcher sounds like a weird place to get people for this guy uh you know if you were going to wisconsin you wouldn't try and bring a bunch of cheese people because you assume that they'd die first but i digress so we get to omnipotent city and it was you know it was it was hilarious he had to, uh, they had to get their disguises, which were just colored robes. And, uh, that's where we meet 
uh, Mr. Marvel's favorite character in the whole movie, Zeus. I thought Zeus was, yeah, I thought Zeus was cool. When you told me Russell Crowe was being cast, I thought he was going to be one of the actors, one of the thespians, if you will. Ah. And, um, in a way he he was. was. Well, I, not, I just, I thought he was going to be in the little play on. I kid. So he comes down and everybody's like, he had such a weird accent. I was like, I think he was perfect for the dumb, arrogant, you know, uh, thinks he's better than everybody god thing and he, mm. like you see right through him but he's just like oh i'm Zeus, <laughs> you know playing it up so i i enjoyed him but i do want to hear from you mr marvel why why didn't you like him so much you said he was too disney when we talked. yeah i mean too it, disney. it was it was Ooh. too disney he was a total douchebag first of all that was just terrible. Uh, the the lightning bolt dancing and twirling, the baton routine, like it it was there to entertain the PG thirteen crowd. I did not like it at all. You know, I I'm gonna disagree. I'm not gonna say that's Disney. I'm gonna say that's Taika flat out. If you have an if people who have an issue with like his portrayal of Zeus, hundred percent that is Taika man because he's got he went extreme with this movie. I mean, even like. When interviewing Kevin Feige before the movie, people were asking, like, oh, kind of like genre of film is it? Is you know, is it action comedy? What is it? He just said, It's a Taika film. This is there you go. That's a Taika film. Um, because you know, we all know what he can do. Like, are you not entertained? He's been a gladiator on the other side of things. So the fact that he was being this like goofy douchebag version of just portrayal of Zeus, um, I'm all here for it just because. The whole point is to show that gods are a joke. They're not doing what they should be doing. And this is the one everyone like looks up to and leads everything. So of course he's the uh the leader of the whole circus, the jokester himself. So it made sense. Was a little bit over much? Kinda. But I can't deny that it was fucking hilarious watching him hold his like skirt as he's walking down the steps. <laughs> Cause it literally did, like you know how silly it is, but it was funny. I thought that was funny as hell. And the accent was kind of strange and all like that, but granted, I mean, I mean, he's the god of gods, and I mean, yes, it was funny. Him, you know, curtsying down, holding his skirt down the stairs, but I mean, he was more concerned about the upcoming orgy than you know the god butcher. He was terrified of gore. Yeah, yeah. And the orgy that was all Disney. Disney was like, "Hey, I got to make sure we talk about orgies in this movie." Herogasm, yeah. Thor edition. <laughs> Come on, we gotta compete uh, with the boys. <laughs> so, i I thought he was I thought he was cool. I didn't necessarily love that they needed the lightning bolt for whatever reason. Well, it made sense because they said that was like one of the most strongest weapons, powerful that they need to take on against a necro sword. Yeah, but he still had like Stormbreaker, which was super powerful, and he still had Mjolnir, which is super duper powerful. I feel like they just needed something for Valkyrie to hold, which was something. I I, I don't know. I, it, but for me, it kind of fit. Like they wanted a team, so they had to go there, but then they couldn't get the team. And I did. I loved the part where he's like, let's see who you are behind this thing. Flick. And then he's butt naked. And he goes, you flick too hard, which was 
hilarious. And all the women fainted and Valkyrie's like, oh, we can wait a couple minutes here. And, you know, as, as a guy with absolutely no self-esteem, I was just loving that he's standing there butt naked, just ripped, awesome guy. And all the women are fainting. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you go, Thor. You fucking go. It was the best. What's funny about that too is like the the male heart player also fainted. That was on Zeus's like stand or entourage, so that was kind of funny. Um, but that's also funny because I'm glad that didn't get spoiled for you because that was in the the full trailer. That was basically yeah. one of the things that ended. So I was yeah, like, oh, I watched yeah. I watched the trailer when I got home from the movie. Yeah, Just to see what I missed. Yeah, you definitely saved yourself some really funny moments because of it. Even like just like the Thor doing the whole like looking in front of Star Lord's eyes as he's trying to say like people who are important to you. <laughs> he's like, he's got that face, man. He's got that like he's such a good looking guy, but he's got that one face that he can make where you're like, what is this guy doing? And it's so funny. So one thing with this whole Animbitant City thing, it's kind of cool that they show these various different gods. I mean, we even saw what seemed like to be, um same kind of dragon species god that we saw in Shang-Chi, but a gold version. Um, that was pretty cool. There was, uh, this is I'll th- never, I'll never remember her name, but the Panther God from Boss. Wakanda. She, yeah, she was there. Yeah. That was, that was kind of cool. Um, this is my number one thing I dislike about this movie. And this is what I'm, I do not like about Taika right now. That fucking, dumpling god was a total waste of time it bow? should not have been that bow yeah that fucking dumpling god was bow. the dumbest fucking thing in the mcu that was hilarious that was stupid that was literally fucking stupid i hated that it got a second but shot it, it was the best spoiler without context bow why do you hate bow so much do you not like dumplings why the fuck do we need a dumpling god He's the god of dumplings, Devin. Can you imagine? He was like, awesome. I don't know if you guys have seen the latest stuff about like people who work in VFX, like taking like strikes and everything right now against Marvel and other companies for like poorly untreated stuff. The reason why I bring it up is just because can you imagine like being stressed during these COVID times, working all the VFX and like really making sure because that's like what drives these movies now. If you had to work on a fucking dumpling god for a movie, like hey man, this. You need to make sure this dumpling looks good, man, or it's your ass on the line. And it did look good. Her ass is not on the line anymore. It looks so was awesome. It looked so animated. Not even the fact it that it was supposed 3D. to look animated. No, but it looked like it was actually like cartoon animated. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, that's. It was awesome. That was that was stupid. No, hey, you know what? I'll put it like this, Louis. Get the dumpling. I give this movie one point higher. That was stupid. Oh, it gets this whole it gets a gets a whole seven. Great. <laughs> a C. You went from a, a a C minus to a C. What did you think of Bao? Oh yeah. Mr. It, Marvel. It, it should not have been in there. Come on. What was the point? You cut a you know a four hour long movie into an hour and ten minutes or whatever it was, and you keep in the fucking dumpling. Yeah, we could have gotten more gore, but we got that. Well, I heard most of what he cut was just bad jokes. Yeah, there's a lot he of improv. It just, he said it just wasn't funny, so I we cut it. There's also a lot of scary stuff that they cut, too, that could have made it a horror movie, which I was like, how? But after seeing all the shadow monsters and shit, yeah, now I get it. Totally get it. 
Well, you also see the rock god. I can't remember his name, but he's sitting on the Game of Thrones of scissors. I did not. That did you? Did that make sense to you guys when you saw it? Like, I did not catch it until I read it in like a Reddit thread that he's literally sitting on, like defeated. Be- ro- rock beats scissors. Yeah, and they. I didn't. Re- I totally forgot. In Ragnarok, Korg talks about like being at war with scissors, or he's like nothing to worry about. Unless that's a scissors. that's a rock joke. <laughs> yeah, unless you so, made a scissors. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally went over my head, but I was like, after I got home, I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. But Korg like, is the best, it man. It was funny. It was funny. Did you guys actually think he died in that Yeah, fight? I thought he was gone. I did. I did. I was so, I thought he was I was done so upset. And it's funny because I just heard like, uh, I don't know if it's confirmed, but apparently like Korg is going to get like a Disney Plus show. Yes. And now, I, now I see how. I was like, oh, wow, they killed him. How are they going to give him is his he? own show? Is that a thing? I'll look it up my, while we talk, but I remember my only hearing problem, about it that, yeah, there's supposed to be a Korg show. My only problem would be it, it would have to be Taika being Korg. And I don't know if Taika well, yeah, has, has the, to be. Yeah. the time or the energy to be Korg on a Disney Plus show. Oh, man. So that ends uh, with, with Thor grabbing the Thunderbolt and throwing it through Zeus's sternum, leaving him assumed dead then they take the thunderbolt call the the goat boat in after a big battle with a bunch of gods bleeding gold everywhere of course oh excuse me of course and um yeah they fly off to the shadow realm that's probably not what it's called no it's called the shadow the, realm. is it really yeah that sounds realm. like something else mm-hmm. yeah too easy so, it's uh, yugioh dimension yeah that's what it's yeah the shadow Yu-Gi-Oh-y. realm and um, that's where you see the kids in the in the thing. Oh, we didn't even mention Astrid. Astrid is a is a young boy that we saw earlier that I thought, why did they even show this kid? It was just a kid in his room listening to Guns N' Roses, just doing his thing. And then they just left him. And I was like, what was the point of that? There was a point. That's Heimdall's son, Astrid. Uh, he prefers to be called Axel now because of a cool band that he found, Guns N' Roses. Um, but he's in like 2029, 20, 2030 or something like that. And he's listening to Guns N' Roses right now. I think it's 2025. Is it? Yeah, I think it's We're in 2022 and they're five years ahead of us, at least, I thought. It's 2027. I'll look into it, but I thought I saw 2025 written somewhere. It's possible. It it doesn't super matter. Either way, Guns N' Roses is an old band, and he's a young kid, and why are you listening to old bands? Regardless. I mean, he's been living in Asgard for his life. Um, Astrid comes through, and and he's talking, and he goes, oh, hey, and uh, calls him Astrid, and he goes, no, I'm Axel. He goes, your dad gave you a, a, a battle name, and I'm gonna call you that, and he goes, I'm Axel, or I'm not helping you fine you know also he's in 2024 it's, it's eight years after uh thor and foster broke up huh that seems odd to me but okay um yeah doing the whole uh vision thing with the yellow eyes that heimdall has i was surprised they brought out heimdall as much as they did 
which we'll get to in the post credit scenes. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, cool. They're not just forgetting about Heimdall. And I didn't know he had a son, but alas, he did. Well, honestly, and I feel like they're bringing like, him up too because, you know, just everything that we keep seeing in Phase 4 has to do with, like, younger generations and kids. I don't know if he has a role in Young Avengers at all or anything, but, I mean, just continuing on a new legacy of offering Heimdall's replacement too, not other than Scourge. He's like a weird guy to need a replacement. Well, I guess not you know? entirely, because if he's like one of the only people who has that power that Heimdall I, had, passing on to a different generation. How often did you see Heimdall? You saw him in Thor, Thor 2, Thor 3. Infinity War. When he died. <laughs> That's why I need him, because he died. But that was that was cool, and he was like the de facto leader of the kids trapped in a cage. And uh, so, so yes, they go off to the Shadow Realm. That's where they do their first fight with with Gore the God Butcher. Uh, Valkyrie gets messed up. What is she get stabbed? She lose an arm. Something happens to her, right? She gets stabbed, and you know, I thought she was dead, but no one really seems to die in this movie. That's good. Good thing. Till the end, where two people die. But anyway, I digress. Sif's arm. Sif's arm is dead. Uh, so they're like, fuck these kids. Go back to uh, Tornsborg, New Asgard. And uh, they have to get Valkyrie some help. And that's where Thor sees the severity of Jane Foster's cancer. It is in stage four of four that we know of. And uh, she looks god-awful no pun intended so he takes her to the hospital and then that's where he finds out that mjolnir is actually the venom symbiote from the venom movies and it's actually killing her instead of getting her better that's how i want to pause real quick brian now how familiar with like uh the comics with mighty thor that's almost B for B, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I know the... It, it almost is. I mean, minus the fact that, you know, she found Mjolnir on the moon. Mm. So that's a little different. Um, but it is, it's still, the more she uses it, it's not letting the Earth, you know, medicine gotcha. heal her. So that's the reason. Because I was kind of just curious, like, why exactly... I don't think it really got touched upon here. Like, why is it actually killing her? Or making even faster. I was just kind of curious why. I mean, in theory, you could yeah. just never unthor yourself, right? You could just hold on to Mjolnir forever and be okay. But, I mean, I don't know. I was just kind of curious why or, or, like, what the reason was why it does that to her. Yeah, that, I, I don't know why it just, it wasn't allowing, you know, medicine to actually cure her. But then in the movie, there were a couple of scenes where, you know, she just kind of dropped Mjolnir and then transformed back into, you know, mm -hmm. Jane Foster. So that was a little confusing. Why was she was losing the right. powers? I wonder if it also has anything to do with the fact that Mjolnir is broken. 
and just kind of like glued together cosmically. However, that does that. So maybe that has to do with it too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That that new Mjolnir was awesome though. I gotta admit. Yeah, the shattered chunks and like almost like a shotgun return to sender. That was really cool. Yeah. So Thor makes her promise that she's gonna stay in bed and get her chemo and I don't know how many drinks you have, Mr. Marvel, but that is like you you got a whole bar set up next to you. I'm just watching you drink from like three oh, different I'm, vessels. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anybody who's listening audioly, that's what's happening videoly. Um she's staying in bed and she looks terrible and he tries to get some chips. The machine doesn't work. So he breaks the machine, which was what I would do if I had the the powers of Thor. No, he says some idiot made a refrigerator that doesn't have a door. That was just funny. Who thought it would be a good idea to make this without a door? Doesn't understand. I brought you snacks. Yeah. Yeah. So she's laying there all half dead and he takes Stormbreaker. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. In the battle, Gore kept Stormbreaker. Right? So they get the Bifrost or whatever to take them. And as they're leaving, Gore grabs Stormbreaker. Thor loses his grip. They're gone. Gore keeps Stormbreaker. How does Thor get back to the Shadow Realm? I do not remember. Uh, I believe it's because of... The lightning bolt. He uses uh, Zeus's little lightning bolt power to bubble around him, and oh, there you go. It was the lightning That's right, bolt. Yeah. That's why it's he needed bubble. it. Yeah, makes sense now, mm-hmm. Lou from the past. You dumb idiot. As Chris Jericho would say, "You stupid idiot." Um, yeah, wrestling nerd too. Checking all the boxes. He ends up in the shadow realm again by himself, and this is where. I will let Mr. Marvel take over because uh, pretty much predicted what happens here after you, sir. I was, I was close to predicting this. I think my prediction was something similar, but in the beginning of the movie during the new Asgardian fight. Um, But all the kids were scared and Thor needed to let them know that, they're as guardians and they're strong and they can protect themselves. So he basically does a little, I don't know if it's a, a spell, but the same thing Odin like did to Mjornir saying, you know, yeah, he who possesses, you know, this tool will have the power of Thor with the exception of a yeah, limited time. Of For a limited time only. <laughs> <laughs> And that was, again, a very Disney-esque fight, but it was hilarious. Yeah. The reason why I'm okay with it, too, because I know there was a lot of, like, kids of people involved in this movie who were in it. So the fact, like, Noah, it's cool. That's something the kids are going to look back and see that. But also, like, yeah, it is. It was, it was silly, but I will take that over that fucking dumpling any day of the week. The dumpling was cool, Devin. Yes. The you best was the, never the little girl with the bunny. Yeah. It's the little girl with the bunny shooting the the lightning out of the bunny's face. The 
Ashley loved the uh, the little ballerina girl mm-hmm. with the wings and Tinkerbell esque, <laughs> just kicking ass. <laughs> so I mean, silly, but for me personally, as a father of two, if my kids had Thor's powers, they'd be doing that same dumb shit too. You know. Yeah, I love yeah. I love this hammer that I have, this Mjolnir, and I had to take it away and hang it up because Henry loves to hit people with it. <laughs> he loves to he loves to use it on people. And I said, no, you got to oh, pretend okay. you got the the power of Thor, and I'll put it up in the sky, and I'll do that thing that Cap does, where he like from the floor, you know, and shoots lightning that way. But he's just like, yeah, <laughs> so so that's adorable. If he if if he had you know a, a thing in his hand today he was out watering the plants with that pencil gun thing he would be shooting pencil lightning at all these people so i i enjoyed it as a as a father and right. this movie was a lot about fatherhood mm-hmm. in a in a bubble anyway so i did enjoy that that scene with the kids beating up the shadow monsters while thor and mighty thor took on gore there's so much rhyming in this movie right can't blame me for it i mean really all that really leads us up to is of course they still uh gore managed to break through to eternity and everything we actually get to see eternity and that's what i was probably most surprised about in this movie is how great eternity looked because if you mean if you've seen depictions of uh the character and everything in the comics how it's really just like the universe is inside of it. Like this is like the living embodiment of the universe. It's, it just looks so cool. But, um, I do laugh because where they end up at, I mean, it's a callback to Gore being stranded in the desert, struggling to have water, but then he's meeting eternity in this place. It's just water and blue skies and clouds. Um, I don't know if you guys have, uh, I don't think Louie has, but, if you've played Kingdom Hearts 3, there's literally a plant, like one of the last like worlds, quote unquote, is called, I think, I think it's called the final world. It is literally that. It is literally the exact same setting where it's just pure water plane that you're walking on, blue sky and uh, clouds and everything. So I kind of laughed. So that was my thing. I was like, okay, that's, that's your Disney right there. Um, so I kind of got a kick out of that. Um, but just seeing Eternity looks so damn cool. <clears throat> so I will say another thing I have to complain about, and hopefully you get a kick out of this, uh, Mr. Marvel. My friend Greg, who I hate, texted me, and he said, I, I'm sorry, I have to look it up because it was so ridiculous. And I just, I sent it to Devin, and I was like, you, you just, you're just wrong, friend. You're just wrong. He said the eternity scene was that big dumb idiot from what if that's the only part that was multiversal. And I said, you know, and you know, eternity is not the watcher. And he goes, he looked just like the watcher. He said the watcher has organs and skin. Watcher's a big tan bald guy. Eternity was like a shadow made of stars. He looked more like Galactus, if you will. And he did the watcher, but I, I, I thought he looked like eternity, but I was like, what are you talking about? 
That's funny. It's made me upset. So has your friend seen yeah, what if? He's he's like a big Marvel guy, <laughs> but he hates everything. Yeah. I don't know why he's watching this stuff. Sounds <laughs> like a Star Wars enti- fan. He complained the entire what if. This is stupid. It's animated. This is stupid. It's animated. I can't believe this is animated. I'm sure he agrees with Devin about about the bow god. It's animated, so it's terrible. Into the Spider-Verse was animated, so it sucked because it was animated. Who gives a shit? Into the Spider-Verse was awesome. I digress. That's not what we're talking about. Thor Love and Thunder. <sighs> Sorry. I mean, back in that room before uh, they go in and actually see Attorney Face Face, you do see the Watcher as one of those like heads or uh, like statues or just whatever. Um, I can't rattle them off the top of my head. Unless one of you guys can, but I know we see even a celestial, which is one of the heads that I think Thor went to lift up off the kids or like save the kids from. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of interesting, but we even see like actual death, which is supposed to be a little lady death who um, in the original infinity comics, that's where Thanos was trying to impress before the snap. So kind of cool. I I feel like they're going to show that. But she loves Deadpool. That's where I kind of feel like we're going to see more of those characters actually come into play too now. Because that's not the first time. Well, what about the Living Living Tribunal? Especially. I really... Mm -hmm. And the head was Was it actually spinning? spinning? You saw all... Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was spinning. Honestly. Mm -hmm. So one thing, just in general. So I always have like a very cool fascination that's also just like uh like a horror kind of uh not phobia but like it's a fear inducing thing in me that but it's also amusing is just absolutely gigantic like creatures and beings so like biggest thing i can think of um like you know in stranger things when you see that big black kind of spidery monster i don't know the mind flare sure um, when you don't see it, but then of course there's like lightning that flashes. You see this gigantic thing that's just there the whole time, and then as soon as there's no light, you don't even know it's there. Like stuff like that just is so amusing to me, but it's also absolutely terrifying. Uh, so like I'm like excited, but also absolutely terrified to hopefully see the actual living tribunal one day. Um, it's kind of like how like in Eternals. I love seeing the big ass celestials because that is just reminds you how tiny human beings are when you see this gigantic floating rock alien monster space thing just staring at you. It's so scary. Um, so I that that's what gets me excited for like seeing those things, especially in this. Hopefully, Marvel will address the uh, dead eternal or celestial um, that is. Hanging out in the Atlantic, you know, in or on, on, yeah. That's like, what happened. Honestly, to that? that's another thing too. It's like Turtles <laughs> Two just got picked up with with Chloe Zhao to direct. Is that her name? Chloe Zhao. Yeah. So, find out more. Turtles Two, Electric Boogaloo. Eternals Two, eternally yours. Before we get to before. Before we get too into eternity and everything, I do want to mention the Necrosword was destroyed by Zeus's lightning bolt. He like cut it in half or whatever. So rock may be scissors, but lightning scissors beats all. 
<laughs> and uh well even Mjornir ate yeah, it yeah yeah and then the yeah grabbed it and it was like inside and i was like <laughs> is that a whole new weapon i thought th- i didn't know she was gonna break it like that i thought it was just a whole new thing that they had i was like that's badass oh man <laughs> then she slammed it on the ground and all of uncle fester's powers left him now he's just voldemort again so but yeah whole eternity thing with, go on yeah so the whole thing with eternity i mean we're kind of nearing the end here but basically the fact that thor decides to show gore like i don't care what you do you're, you can win but i at least want to spend like time with the fleeting moments i have left with jane and everything which kind of helped gore kind of see the better picture and realize like what he could do so it was cool seeing that eternity basically t- brought back his daughter but his daughter now possesses eternity or something. I don't know. Um, Brian, what's your take on that? I mean, I think we're getting a completely new character now. And I do hope that it leads into, you know, another cameo here or there or something in phase five. But this is something new and I'm really excited for it only because it solidifies Chris Hemsworth continuing on as or will Thor. return because this this is his this is his daughter this is Chris Hemsworth's daughter so if she's going to continue acting you know he's got to be right alongside of and her. that's what I wonder too because if they're committing to this I mean like that I mean that's a commitment that's a pretty big character to just like hey you know this literal thing that's no one's ever been able to reach or what blah 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 whatever that's that's a big deal. So you shouldn't just do that with anyone. Um, granted, that's not to say that let's say they want that character to be like flash forward within a couple of years. She's still like young. They could totally recast her. So still to live on the character. But I mean, true. Yeah, I just I don't I don't want that to just be like, oh, yeah, Thor's just off doing that. But um, of course, we did see like we mentioned Thor will return. And I don't know how long ago we were talking about this, but. I was like, I kind of miss like you see a movie and then at the end it says like the Guardians will return or Thor will return. Like it was good to actually see that again. It was really nice because now it's a lot of us just implied or everyone kind of bleeds into other movies. But like seeing that specifically, just like man, that's that's good. I like that. Yeah, it was great to see that in this movie because you weren't sure if Thor was going to die at the end of this. You didn't know. Right. We kind of, we did the predictions the other day. We didn't know, so it was nice. Unfortunately, Jane Foster did fade into Valhalla. Which is wild, though. The fact that she actually made it to Valhalla. She was a Thor, and she died in battle. Just, you know, up there with Lady Sif's yeah, I was really somewhere. hoping they were going to show Lady Sif's arm, they did not. <laughs> but what we got was better. Um, but yeah, they, she, she ends up dying, unfortunately, which kind of you figured was going to happen. If Thor wasn't going to die, she was going to, some, one of the two was going to die. Then also the God butcher Gore himself does die up in uh, eternity. Very sad. However, or what does Loki say? Yes. Very sad. Anyways. Um. Now 
you get the wrapping up part of the movie where Korg sits down, grab your popcorn, kids. And he starts to explain what's going on and this and that. And first and foremost, the one of the biggest uh, pops in our theater was was Korg's husband, Dwayne the Rock, where they held hands over a lava to make a little rock baby. So that's going to be fucking incredible. They're going to be another Korg or something. Um, hopefully Dwayne the Rock can be voiced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That would be legendary, first and foremost. You'd probably do it, too. Um, highly doubtful, but that would be awesome. If you smell. Uh, <laughs> that part was important. Um, they showed what Valkyrie was up to, which I don't quite remember. She made a full recovery. And uh, the most important was Thor being a dad. You know, I think I think when they were showing the Jane... Jane and Thor together stuff. He said he wanted to be a dad, but she wasn't ready or he was always leaving to do Avengers stuff. So it was hard. Well, now he gets his chance to be a dad. We kind of glossed over it, but I really did like that. They did that uh, montage of them together. Oh yeah. Like getting an idea of what the relationship was like. That was actually really good. Cause that bridges the gap a little bit and kind of makes rollerblading. Yeah. The hot dog costume. <laughs> Just fun stuff. Yeah, it was it was yeah. funny. He she showed him how to be human, and she showed her she showed him how to be human, and he showed her how to be a god or something like that. Something Korg says that was really really nice. Yeah, they show they show Thor like talking to this unnamed girl. I cannot believe she remained unnamed the whole time, and uh, talking to her and. He's like, oh, you know, you got to put on your boots. And she's like, no, I'm wearing my slippers or my whatever she had on. who were like ducks or something. And he's like, well, when your feet hurt during battle, don't come crying to me. And she goes, well, what are you making? And he goes, they're pan flaps. And I laughed so hard at pan flaps and no one else in my theater thought it was funny. I was I was in tears. Pan flaps. What is like? It was like so flaps. funny. <laughs> I don't like pan flaps. You love them. Hey, you love pan flaps. <laughs> I've never had them before. <laughs> it was funny. So I I loved that so very much. And then, you know, finally she agrees to put on her boots, as little kids do sometimes. And he's putting them on. And he goes, well, where's Mjolnir? And then they grab Mjolnir, and she's got, like, a funny face or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, that's not coming off. Which I guess is a uh, callback to what if when someone graffitis Mjolnir, but I thought this was funnier. You know, she decorated Mjolnir, and um, they go out to battle, and he hands her Stormbreaker, which is the same size as she is, so she's carrying this thing that's the same size as her running, and he's got Mjolnir. They're going off to fight, and he says, uh, "Some people call them this, some people call them that, but most people call them." Love and thunder, and my heart just went. Oh, I loved every second of it. I thought it was amazing. Ten stars. That was the biggest thing for me. Is like the fact that she's actually named Love. So this whole time, like it, it now, like once they do that, I was like, oh shit. So that's what the movie's about. Like 
You think that's her name, though? Is that her name? Yeah. She's named because as Because he says they call her Love and Thunder, but Thor's name isn't Thunder. But uh, Gore chose Love. Okay. I mean, I, I'm fine with that being her name. I just wasn't sure if that was her name. It's a it's a weird one, but it it makes sense. Now, was that written for just to make sense of the title? I don't know. I, I Tyke of Man, he's he's one of those people who you'll never be able to figure out what goes on inside that head. You know those chickens? Those chickens are probably what's going on inside his head 24-7. Um King just King Bao. Yeah. Ruling his head. Okay, that's my gripe. Replace <laughs> the, the fucking dumpling. <laughs> With one of the chickens and make it a chicken god? Now that I would think is funny. I mean, they put Jesus uh, in there. Did you guys catch that? Carpenter God? Yeah, they said, oh yeah, also no. there's that carpenter god. It's oh. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is in this. Yeah, it's I was I like, wait, they really one. just like reference Jesus? Oh man, it was funny. They didn't give a fuck in this movie. It was the best. So the last few things before we go and uh, do some predictions here, moving forward, and then final, where is this ranking your Thor ratings? Um, the two after credit scenes. Now, I am really glad that they didn't stick with the same kind of, this is the first mid credit scene is going to be the one that's important, and the final one you stay all the way to the end of the credits for is a total joke. They didn't do that. It was two actually somewhat important. Um, the first being the most, or you get to see like Zeus talking about, well, A, he's alive, uh, which I'm kind of glad, but also he's like, uh, we need to show them fear again, blah, blah, blah. But we got, finally got to see Hercules. I cannot believe that the casting for Hercules did not get leaked, or at least I was somehow able to avoid it because that was a pleasant surprise. Well, Zeus was saying, you know, that he thinks we're just a big joke and the people don't believe in the gods like they're supposed to. They're going to they're going to rue this day. We're going after him. And we're starting with the, the god of thunder, Thor. And you go after him, son, and then you see him like come up and he's like, No problem, Dad, or whatever he says. And it's Hercules and it's uh Rick I remember Stein. seeing him and, and I don't I don't know the actor. I've never seen anything he's been in, but I he's I in. know that you wanted he's him. He's every fucking what? <laughs> yeah. I, Roy I know you wanted him. I know you wanted him to play Wolverine. So I saw his face and I went, that's Devin's Wolverine. And I looked over at you. You're like, I wanted him to play Wolverine. And I was like, I yelled. We're getting Wolverine. I yelled. I was like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, it was like two sided emotions. Like, yes, finally, he's in the MCU. Fuck, he's not who I wanted. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm actually really excited because honestly, I think maybe Hercules is a better choice for him. Um, Hercules, Hercules. So I do have to. Swing it over to my good friend, Mr. Marvel down there, because he also did not like Hercules being in this movie. Ooh, why? Because once again, too Disney. Too Disney? No. Too Disney. Too it Disney? was just like, why do we need Hercules? Why are they repurposing all these, you know, new gods? We had all this stuff in Moon Knight that could have been carried over some way, the Inyad, anything. But I get that we're having Zeus. That's fine. We're, we're, you know, we're over Zeus, but now Hercules is coming in to be the new villain. I totally like, don't know. On my way. He's totally going to be a, a villain for like a quarter and then turn into a hero. I mean, he was, he was an Avenger at one point in the comics, right? Because I know, I remember reading about, uh, reading, I think it was Civil War I was reading, and he was in it 
Um, I don't remember on whose side, but I know he's like, quote unquote, a good guy. Um, so I, I don't see him being straight up villain. And I thought he was going to show up in the movie early. Totally thought he was, but like, that's who we thought might be the person, uh, like CGI cut out when they're walking towards like the big gathering. Um, Yeah. Not Beta Ray Bill. So I, I'm okay with it. Not Beta Ray Bill. So I, I texted Devin the day after, or Monday. It was Monday. I was at work. I texted him. I said, well, who puts the Glad and Gladiator? Or maybe it was Friday. Yeah, because we saw it on Thursday. It doesn't matter. I said, who puts the Glad and Gladiator? And he said, what? I was like, what? So if you think Hercules is too Disney, Devin knows who Hercules is. It doesn't know the song from the Disney movie Hercules. The answer was... Hercules. I haven't watched that movie in a minute. Kids say. <laughs> um, but the other postcard scene, we get to see Valhalla, and that's where the actual spoiler on your poster came into fruition of seeing Heimdall. That was pretty epic. I was, I was glad we got to see him one last time. Maybe not the last time, but it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Get to see mm-hmm. his son and him in one movie. It's pretty cool. Um, I do like his little quip. He's like, well, uh, I see you're dead. <laughs> like, like, yep, <laughs> that's true. Um, but it really got my ears thinking. When Chris Hemsworth finally retires as Thor, whether he'll, he's probably got to die at some point. But when he dies, this is going to be his... Uh, like Cap and Peggy endgame scene. It's going to be him going to Valhalla. You're going to see Loki. You're going to see Frigga. You're going to see all the warriors. Odin. Odin. Pine Doll, his best friend. But you're actually going to finally see him in, yeah. Hella. Probably not Hella. That'd be kind of funny. It'd be hella funny. Um, Santa! <laughs> uh, but you actually see like him and uh, Jane. And that's that's a send off. Totally, um, that's my prediction mm-hmm. for when that happens. It's gonna be there. Him and Jane finally get their last I dance. I like it. Yeah, it's gonna be do, there. Do, 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 Whenever do, he do, dies, do. but you know that dude is probably gonna be playing Thor until he's sixty. A uh, Volstag, Hogan, and Fandral are the Warriors three. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Valhalla was awesome. It was just, it was, and and like you said, Idris Elba coming back, I was not expecting after he defected Marvel from dying and went to be in the Suicide Squad movie that a lot of people hated that I fucking loved, by the way. (laughs) And he was uh, dead shot. He was awesome in that. Mm. Kills Peacemaker, but not really. Spoilers. Um. So I really thought he was done with Marvel, and I really didn't think he was going to be in this movie, so I thought it was nice that they were mentioning him so much. But then he was in the movie. I was like, oh, hot dog. Right? So before we kind of wrap up things here, where does this movie now sit in terms of uh, the th- all four Thor films? Have you guys given a thought of where you rank it yet, or do you still need to view it again? Uh, Absolutely. Go ahead. Mr. Marvel. Take- I mean, it's right underneath Ragnarok and Ragnarok is going to be my number one. I think that's how a lot of people are going to 
see it. I mean, personally for me, it's mm-hmm. it's Ragnarok, Love and Thunder, Thor, Dark World. That is the correct order. But for me, it's like Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Love and Thunder, and like Thor, and then like <laughs> way down. Dark World. And then like <laughs> Eternals. But if you uh if I may be so bold, if you're talking about Thor movies or Thor sections of movies, it's like Thor or it's like uh Ragnarok and then like Love and Thunder and then like Infinity War and then it's all that other stuff. Mm. Like those three are all right there on any given day, whatever you're feeling. Because when he holds the star together to make Stormbreaker legendary <laughs> goosebumps every time. Nice. Good stuff. So, uh, Brian, before we go, we'd be remiss to see what else you want to predict before we adjourn. What's going to happen now that we have this movie? So, of course, with your well, may I interject before you hit the button? No, no, go ahead. I listened to our predictions podcast today because I didn't listen to it when we did it. I had to take my headphones off constantly, not constantly, but twice. So Brian can make his predictions. And I was shocked that there was no mention of Moon Knight or Khonshu or any of that because he was so, he said, oh, he's coming back in Thor Love and Thunder, you know? We're getting more Moon Knight, Thor, Love and Thunder. And I was like, oh, so he's going to have a Khonshu prediction or something because Khonshu is the god of the night or whatever. Maybe he'll be an omnipotent city or something. And he didn't say anything about Moon Knight. And he he literally just mentioned it at the end of the show. And I was I thought I was going to get off. Be like, hey, man, you never said anything about Moon Knight, but he did just say it for what it's worth. So I thought that was. uh, Um. What do I want to say? I thought that was important. So, Devin, if you will, hit the button. But before we go, yeah, what are you going to say? Before you hit the button, uh, there was Bost, who is part of the Enyad, who, you know, relates to Moon Knight. So, technically, there was a Moon Knight reference. They also mentioned Ra. Thor listed off as one of the gods. Yeah, they they mentioned Ra. Honestly, you know, Mm -hmm. based off. So the reference, I'm but also stretching. based off of what <laughs> kind of gods we saw in an impotent city. There's no way in hell Kanchu would willingly go there, because I mean he was getting rejected by his own circle of gods for actually wanting to do what the gods weren't doing, like actually taking action. So this would be his like literal hell. <laughs> Him and Jake Lockley versus everyone. Zeus would definitely be dead. That would be, yeah. I, that'd be something to see. That'd be cool. Um, so cool. All right, let's give you uh, your platform here. It's time for a Mr. Marvel prediction. Because we didn't think of it? To see all the possible outcomes. How many did you see? 14,605. I know it all. Throwing it over to you. What do you have to predict? All right. Well, moving forward with the the Thorverse now, we know that I'm going to say everyone's showing up if I am Groot. <laughs> That's number one. I'm okay. going to say that. <laughs> it, it, it's the easiest prediction. We saw that Stormbreaker was kind of planting itself and becoming what we hope to see as Alpha Groot. Maybe they hint on that later down the road in phase five. 
But I feel like Thor was still a big part of the Asgardians of the galaxy. So I feel like there's still going to be a crossover somewhere in Guardians Volume 3. We've got to have, you know, Hemsworth show back up, do something, help them out, or send love to Linda Hand. Interesting. Interesting. But we've got to get him in Loki season two. Not going to happen, friend. That's my only thing. I was really hoping Loki was going to show up. But you know what? It probably would have been feeling too forced. By the end of the movie, I'm okay with it. But I just, I wanted something. Um, Something that I think about, too. The back tattoos on Thor, I kind of wish there was like a little nod about where he got them. But if I can get a better photo of him, I want to make an Earth 894 shirt where we take all the back tattoos and put that on the back of the t-shirt. Because <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. It's all like poorly done, too. So it'd be super easy to that do. That would be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, now we're in 45 minutes later. We've done it, guys. We have talked about Thor Love and Thunder. Can you believe it? We only have one more well, movie in the MCU coming out in 2022. Go ahead, Lee. I did want to say, last little rambling thought was earlier in the review, Devin, you had said that it didn't give anything to the greater phase four, you know, almost like uh, black widow didn't give anything to the greater phase four, but I feel like everything ends on like a cliffhanger. What's, what's going to happen next in phase four? What's going to, you know, even black widow, you get the, uh, the Contessa, right. Valentino Allegra de Fontaine stuff with Yelena joining the, the, the people, whatever, uh, Shang-Chi, obviously phase four stuff, so on and so on. So this was a, just a nice, this movie, this is this movie. Duh. You know, it's not what's going to happen here. You know, you didn't get a, a, a reference to the 10 rings. You didn't get anything. It was just what it was. And I appreciated that so very much. Mm-hmm. So I did want to say that before we signed out. Nice. The only thing I will say is that all these movies pretty much have shown and shows is everyone's way to process trauma and grief post snap. And one way or another, that's pretty much been a lot of what the central theme is about. So as I think back about like everything coming out for phase four is just we need to show how all these characters are moving on. How do they deal with this? So they just like don't get criticized that, oh yeah, all this bad stuff just happened and we're just like totally forgot it ever happened. Like there's a good criticism uh, that I saw that kind of makes sense that it's kind of feels like Age of Ultron was more of an impact on the greater narrative, the MCU, than Infinity War and Endgame was because of all the stuff that happened due to the Sokovia Accords and Ultron literally picking up and dropping a city. So, I mean, it has lasting effects more than other stuff, but just by the, like, sequential references uh, to said disaster. So that, I, th- I thought that was a fair criticism. Um, but at the end of the day, if you had a good time, it's all that matters. So at this point, we're done. We're going to head out. We're going to go to bed. We're going to go home. Or we might go see Thor and Love and Thunder in Dolby on Friday. So that way we can get a uh, 
limited edition AMC exclusive digital comic or physical comic that includes comic book covers of Thor. How cool is that? The coolest. Hold your applause. We know it's, hold your applause. Um, we know it's exciting. So thank you all listening to the podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the movie. Let us know what you thought by either just hitting us up on our various socials. You can email us, go to our website, earthay94podcast.com. Talk about it in the Discord channel. We love it. Uh, big shout out and thank you again, as always, Brian, for joining us for the big discussions and talking about this movie. We can finally check that off the list. So it's exciting. Um, to you, Louie, we went to a convention this weekend. We saw Thor Love and Thunder. It was a very marvelous weekend. So I think that was our MCU for you right off the bat. So it was a really fun time to really dive into all things like nerddom and kind of Marvel. Any last thoughts before hey, we adjourn? Marvel. Mr. Marvel, can you met? Can you guess who I met at that convention? Can you guess who, did you meet? who I Jar Jar? met? That I slapped his arm and I said, "Hey, man, you look great." Can you guess who it was? It was fucking Wolverine. That's who it was. <laughs> <laughs> he was short too. He was. He was like this tall. It was awesome. <laughs> Good times. Black That's and gray awesome. suit. All right, guys. Well, have a good night. Well, yeah. We'll see you next time. They call them Thor. Love and Thunder. Take me down to the paradise city. And the orgy, that was all Disney. <laughs>